Hey, this is Scott. And Burke. From the Davis and Davis Show, the podcast for everything Ohio. Two guys who met at the University of Akron and have a love for Northern Ohio. We talk about everything from entertainment to motorsports to fine wine and spirits. Do you want to get a little insight on Northern Ohio from the perspective of two middle-aged men? Well, as we say, grab a beer, a glass of wine, sit down, relax, and listen. New shows every Thursday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern. Just go to www.redcircle.com slash Davis and Davis. Or find us on Apple Podcasts, Prime Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Check out our Facebook page at Davis and Davis. We're not a real law firm. And we just don't care. Welcome to the Cleveland Sports Fan. Welcome everyone to Oh, She Might End the Fan on this fine, fine on October day. <clears throat> How is it going, Mr. Oh, She Might? It's all right. Crappy weather weekend. What is it? It's like nine o'clock on, uh, on Sunday, the 24th of October. You have crappy weather and I'm sitting at the beach. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, well, yeah, it's had, only going to get crappier. Had a very crappy weekend doing a, a wedding in a venue where people didn't want us. So it was a uh, a long, long sports weekend so far. Uh, I have to actually sit back and uh bow my head in defeat with my Boston Red Sox. Yeah. They ran out of pitching. Yeah. Yeah, I have not watched the Dodgers at all. How did they do the other night? They lost Atlanta. Atlanta beat them last night. Four to two. Really? So that means Atlanta took the in series. Houston. Yeah. Game so, one's Tuesday night in Houston. Uh, well, um, I did say in a different podcast that I did the other day that I really wanted Atlanta to win just to make the highest salaried baseball team ever lose their chance at a world series and they've done it well i mean game game six i mean in all honestly with the dodgers series they were set up because they would have had scherzer in six and walker bueller in seven and scherzer couldn't pitch because his arm was dead so bueller had to come into game six on short rest 
And he didn't pitch poorly, but he gave up four runs. And in this series, you can't give up anything. Yeah, I mean, all these games, with the exception of a couple of blowouts, I think the Red Sox had one early in the series. The Dodgers had one. These games came down to the 7th, 8th, ninth inning. And outside of Cody Bellinger, the Dodgers had no answer in the late innings. Uh, so yeah, definitely, uh, definitely an intro. Did you watch any football today? Yeah, I watched Cincinnati just beat the absolute crap out of Baltimore, and I can't say I was surprised because I honestly think that ninety-five percent of the sports people in this country. We're totally wrong about Cincinnati going into this season. 95? Oh, everybody was. They're a year away. They're a year away. They're a year away. Their defense still stinks. They have no offensive line. Joe Burrow's going to get killed. I said all those things myself. I didn't. Oh, yes, I, you did. No, nah, I didn't. No, I yeah, said, you did. I said Burrow was going to be good this year. Yeah, but you also said he wasn't going to make it through the season. There's still a lot of time left for him to be knocked out of this. I understand that. I'm just saying um, collectively. I mean, you said that he would be out in the first three games. Okay, and I was wrong. I said that he would be out in the first nine games. What What are we at right now? This is week seven. Week seven. He's got two more weeks to fail. Uh, the other, the other takeaway is, is dude, Kansas City is just, they're done. Now, I will honestly say I have to, uh, I have to once again bow my head down in shame because I kind of figured Kansas City and Cleveland were going to fight for the AFC championship. No, I, I agree with you. And I like the Browns' chances better in Kansas City's right now. Well, I'm. Oh, that's right. You you weren't able to be on the show that we had last week with the guys. No, I was um, having internet problems. Uh, we've had a lot of discussions about the Cleveland uh, Cleveland Browns. Um. I once again will reiterate I am not shitting on on Baker Mayfield at all. Baker Mayfield has A been playing hurt and B has had almost his entire offense in the medical tent at some point in time. Yeah, I mean that's that's fair. It's, I, I, I am now, uh, Burley made a bunch of comments about how I was going to be extremely happy with Case Keenum playing. And, and I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you the same thing that, that went through my head when he said that, which was it's, 
not that I want Case Keenum to play. It's that I want to have a quarterback that can close. And honestly, Case Keenum last week closed. Well, I don't I don't think I don't know what what the concept or the premise of his argument is, but well, his argument I, is I want, that you and I hate the Cleveland Browns. Well, I understand that. His um, argument is that you and I hate Baker Mayfield. I understand that too. But my thing is the way I look at it is is Case Keenum didn't play great. No one's saying Case Keenum played a great game. But if he plays well enough to win games for the next couple of weeks and allows Baker to get healthier, then that's fine. If he goes out and plays crappy, then you put Baker back in probably before he's ready. So that's the only point that I would – I have not – there's there's no thought in my mind of going, oh, we got Case Keenum now. We don't need Baker. That's ridiculous. Case Keenum's ceiling – Case Keenum – is at his ceiling. Baker Mayfield potentially hasn't even come close to reaching his yet. So, and I and I know I heard I heard people all over the networks go, "He's only seven million dollars a year. Look what you're going to have to pay Baker." If it was any other quarterback besides Baker Mayfield, nobody would be having this conversation. Okay. So that being said, yeah. He so, people, to be, so people around Cleveland are actually questioning Baker Mayfield now? I don't think as much as the national media makes it out to be. I, I think with the – okay, let me put it this way. The local media that you can count on, and you know who these people are. You're familiar enough with, with Cleveland media to know who these people are. Mm-hmm. that the ones that you really can trust, I think it's not, I think it's more a level of concern about his health and longevity as opposed to, oh, let's just give up on him. I mean, you got your, you got your people around any market that's just, they want to hop on a bandwagon as soon as it sets sail. And then they, you know, it's like, Oh my God, we got Dearness Johnson. Do we really need Nick Chubb? I mean, come on, man. Now it well, brings into the are, it brings are they into the actually question questioning whether we should keep Nick Chubb or not. It, it but it, it goes back to oh, well, look what we're paying him. And, and yeah, and, and there was one argument that I could see down the road, maybe if Kareem Hunt gets too expensive. Yeah, you could replace a Dearness Johnson with for Kareem Hunt, possibly, maybe. I'm not one game doesn't tell me that. Denver's defense couldn't stop anything in the last four games. But I mean, come on, that game that was an ugly game. And again, at no point after the Browns went down and scored, at no point in that game did I fear that they were going to lose even though they only won 17-14. But they didn't play a great game. And Odell Beckham Jr. dropping passes again for first downs. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, thank God we got Jarvis Landry back. I'll tell you what. It, it, our offense is – when you say, you know, Nick Chubb is the best player on your offense, and not to discount offensive linemen because they always get overlooked, Jarvis Landry is your second most important person on offense on that team. I beg to differ. Well, that's fine. I think Jarvis Landry is the number one person on that offense. All right. So it's it's one and one A. I, I, I think he is the glue that holds that offense together. He is one person that everybody on that team looks up to. Uh not saying that Baker is is not a leader. I think Baker's turned out to be a kick ass leader. And Baker honest, is a great leader. Oh, and he, he's tough he's, as nails. He's he is a really really good leader, and you can see that on the sidelines with the way that he was talking to everyone as they came off the field. He wasn't just talking to Case <laughs> Keenum. He was talking to the offense. It was something that I noticed, and I knew they were going to do this. You knew that they were going to have Baker on the sidelines, and they're going to, you know, every chance they get to get Baker on TV, they're going to do it. And I think, like, the first few minutes of that game, I don't think Baker knew what to do. Like, he was looking around trying to find someone to talk to. I don't think he knew what to do. And then after they went down and scored, then his he was a totally different person. Which was great. No, I mean when when Joe Thomas says that Baker Mayfield's one of the toughest football players he's ever seen, that means something. And and I know that Joe Thomas is from Cleveland. I just want him to get better. I know he's not gonna get be a you can't fix your labrum without surgery. I understand that. I want him to be better for the rest of the season. And I want to make sure I would want to make sure that he can't do any more damage. So do we sit him the rest of the season? I mean, the thing is, okay, you got the 10 days and you play Pittsburgh. Now here's the catch. Granted, after today, you're only one game out of first place, to be honest. You're four and three. Cincinnati, Baltimore's five and two. You can't lose a division game. And I think the Browns could beat Pittsburgh with Case Keenum. Nick Chubb will be back. That was that's a foregone conclusion. So you've got Chubb and Dearness Johnson instead of Kareem Hunt. And you're gonna get Conklin back. I don't know about Denzel Ward. He pulled up again, about done there. Um, with a hamstring, you don't know. I mean, but the defense, the, the defense, the, the backside of the defense played well, even though it was against Teddy Bridgewater. But they defended a lot of passes. Grant Delpit had a great game. Greedy Williams played well. Um, John Johnson played well. So uh, yeah, but both Johnsons played well. Both Johnsons yeah. played extremely well in the game. Um, I, I saw a quote. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this 
in public, so you may have to edit this. I see, I saw some some headline that said, "We couldn't get it done with our Chubb, but we got it done with our Johnson." <laughs> kind of creative. But I think they, I mean, I, I think they could be. I, I don't want Baker going into you know because you know Pittsburgh's going to be head hunting. Let's not lie. TJ Watt's going to be coming for Baker if he's out there. Yeah. I mean, okay, so let's go with Kate. If they go with Case Keenum next week, now you're talking two and a half weeks. Yeah. And I can't, I can't think of who they get after that. Um, I know Cincinnati's in there somewhere. New England's in there somewhere. I, I just think that, man, I, I mean, obviously the Browns doctors and coaches know more than any of us do. And Stefanski's not going to, he's not going to tip his hand until he absolutely has to. Why would he? It'd be dumb. Um, you want Pittsburgh, and I know preparing for Baker and preparing for Case Keenum is not really much that different because they're both the same type of quarterback. But you don't want to give them the heads up of who's going to be playing before you have to. They may know now Baker's not playing. We're not going to know. Okay. So. Uh, we have uh, We have Mr. Denzel Ward for another year. Yeah. And uh in the last year of his contract, we will be paying him thirteen million dollars. Well, let's see what this hamstring is. If he misses two, three, four weeks, then I'm done. So he averages thirteen games a year. Man, that's actually higher than I thought it would be. Averages 13, which means that we're going to pay him next year a million dollars a game. Well, yeah. I, I, I said, uh, okay, I, I've said enough about Denzel Ward. I mean, the minute that we <laughs> took him, I said he is not a number four draft pick. No, I agreed. I, 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 didn't, I didn't mind that they drafted no, him. I minded where they drafted him. You and I have never disagreed on where they drafted him. It it was. I'm not going to say it was a stupid move. Um, That was probably the biggest waste move I saw uh, our GM take. That was one of the only bad picks that John Dorsey actually made. But, and I would agree with you. Well, it would probably be the second. I wouldn't have picked Baker Mayfield. Now, Baker Mayfield has turned I out to be... I wouldn't either. He, he's turned out to be a good quarterback. But but Sashi Brown has built a great team around him. Yeah. So I, I, I can't complain. I, <coughs> I, I don't think that he is a... I don't think that he is a. Uh, uh, I wouldn't even say Patrick Mahomes because Patrick Mahomes has fallen apart. Um, Man, I I don't think that he's an Aaron Rodgers or a Brett Favre or 
or a Peyton Manning. Uh, this is this is more of a okay. I'm I'm gonna name someone. Don't don't come back at me saying oh he's not a passing quarterback and stuff. But I would say that he was more of a Warren Moon, a very good utilitarian quarterback who doesn't get hurt a lot, who completes a lot of his passes. Uh. And generally controls the ball well. But like I said, he has a lot of weapons that uh, that makes him a better quarterback than he actually is. Yeah, I mean, again, it it goes back to the same thing that I always say. And this is why I say you can't give Baker 40, 45 million a year. Because he's not Josh Allen. He's not Lamar Jackson. He's not Aaron Rodgers. He's not Patrick Mahomes. He's not Kyler Murray. He's not Joe Burrow. Those guys have to succeed on a high level for their teams to even compete for the playoffs. Mm -hmm. It's totally different with the Browns. They don't play like anybody else. The only team that I could compare the way – there's two teams, and the other one's kind of irrelevant because they're always hurt. Is San Francisco and Tennessee? I think Tennessee is more like Cleveland than any other team because they can throw. They don't have Ryan Tannehill's not taking you to the Super Bowl by without Derrick Henry. Baker Mayfield's not taking you to the Super Bowl without Nick Chubb, Miles Garrett, and Jarvis Landry. He's not doing it. He may not hurt you. He may get you there. He may make some plays. Baker's got to prove, and everybody says it, and it's true. Baker's got to prove himself in the fourth quarter when he's trailing. And he hasn't done it. Against a good team. I mean, I looked at what Cincinnati did to Baltimore today, and I'm like, the Browns wouldn't have done that. They're just throwing the ball all over the place. People catching passes. They're not dropping them. So, I I don't know. Again, I will be very surprised if he starts against the Steelers. I'll be very surprised. Mm. That being said, I still think they can win. I think mm. Pittsburgh is the, is the worst 3-3 three and three team in the NFL right now. Uh, so, on Thursday before the game, the Browns put out their their injury list, and uh, I didn't have enough I, time to read it. I'll, let me read it to you. Malcolm Smith, abdomen, Malik McDowell, not listing what his problem was, but he participated in practice. Odell Beckham Jr., 
shoulder. Nick Chubb, calf. Jack Conklin, knee. Jordan Elliott, doesn't matter. Malik Jackson, knee. Baker Mayfield, left shoulder. Greg Newsom, doesn't say what his problem was. Clowny, ankle and chest. Takarist McKinley, not explaining what his injury is. David Njoku, not explaining what his injury is. AJ Green, shoulder groin, out. Denzel Ward, hamstring. Greedy Williams, not listing what his issue is. Uh, Jaderic Wills, ankle. Mac Wilson, calf. Miles Garrett, not listing. J.C. Treader, knee. Okay, even though three-quarters of those people did play on Thursday, that's an awfully long list of people hurt. I think the Browns need to start taking a lick back and getting some of these people fully healed. Uh, You and I said it the other day, Jaderic Wills, they kept him out for two weeks. Probably the best thing they could have done because he played incredibly good on Thursday. Yeah, he did. Yes, he did. And he looked like he was back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't – I mean, his ankle may still be bothering him. Well, but he's, what, 370 pounds, and he's putting all that weight on his ankle? And he's wearing Nike shoes, which we all know they kind of get – they're they're not the best. Made in China. 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 Ooh, that so is it's good. like, all right, that game's over. They got the win. And now it's move on. So where do we go from here? All right, let me bring up the schedule. Teams on by this this wait. Let me go to the next week. Week eight. Teams on bye in week eight are the Ravens and the Raiders. Okay, with that said, we're we're all excited about that, aren't we? Um, Yeah. Green Bay Packers versus the Cardinals. That's Thursday night. Yeah, that's the Thursday night game. To finally get a good Thursday night game. This is going to be a great game. Uh, I I feel bad for the Green Bay Packers because Kyler Murray's going to walk all over them. We'll see. But he got he got banged up again today. So, what's your prediction on this one? Oh, I don't know. I don't think it'll be as high score as everybody thinks it would be. Mm-hmm. I'll take Green Bay by three. <laughs> I'm going to take the Cardinals by seven. And the score will be 14 to seven. Oh, I see a little bit more score than that. I say like 27, 24. Let's go to Sunday. The Bengals are going to pull off another win. It's Bengals at the Jets. 
<laughs> the Jets are uh, are really trying to surpass the Detroit Lions for that number one draft pick. Um, but I, I don't think they'll be able to do it. The next, I mean, you kind of agree with me. You think the Bengals are going to win that, right? Yeah, yeah. We, we don't have to have any more discussion on that. No, 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 no. Eagles versus the Lions. Oh, God. Give me the Lions. <laughs> I have to go with my Eagles. Uh, lived in Philadelphia for a little bit. Titans versus no, no, the... No, 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 no. I I've seen more Philadelphia Eagles games this year than I actually would have liked to. They don't score any points until they're down by 20. <laughs> and then they throw a bunch of garbage points up in the fourth quarter when it doesn't matter. Mm. But, you know, they're, they're in a much better place without Nick Foles. Yeah, I don't know what's going on in that Sunday night game because I'm not watching it, but it was a downpour, and Carson Wentz couldn't hang on to the football. So, well, it's still a downpour, and they aren't showing the score right now, so I can't tell you what exactly is happening. But uh, Garoppolo's playing, so I expect. Holy crap! It's Indianapolis twenty, San Francisco twelve. It's a real really, really. It was twelve to seven. Colts or 49ers last time I saw it. Anyway. Anyways. Uh, Titans versus the Colts. I'll take the Titans. Titans really aren't looking bad this year. They're 5-2 and two right now. So, uh, Well, their defense is still a little suspect. Yes, their defense is a little suspect. They are playing in Indianapolis, and with the way the game is looking tonight, the Colts may win this game. Uh, and if they do, they might might be on a high. But I don't think that they can. I don't think they can beat the Titans. No, I mean Tennessee's a weird team, though. I mean they're just like I said, they're they're a lot like the Browns. They try to get a lead, and then they don't give it up, and then they eat the clock. So the next game is the Rams versus the Texans. Oh, that's the Rams. Dude, that's another – okay, so we have Bengals-Jets sleeper game. Uh, Rams-Texans sleeper game. Eagles-Lions sleeper game. I hope you mean I'm going to fall asleep during that game. That's exactly what I mean. Okay, I was just making sure. And that was probably the worst punt I've ever seen in my life. Um, Steelers versus the Browns. I, I'm, I, I'm taking Cleveland. That's, that was my preseason prediction, even though a lot of things have changed. I'm sticking with Cleveland. They have – this is a game. This is a, this is a point on the calendar, on the schedule of this team. That it's like this is right now the biggest game of your season. I don't care about the Kansas City game. I don't care about the San Diego game. 
I don't care about the Cardinals game. Those games are all over. This is a division rival. So, uh, and they're coming for you. All right. All right. Uh, let's see here. Steelers. Okay. Uh, yes. All of us picked that as a win. Um, so man, I don't know. It's, it's uh, Pittsburgh's looked really, really weird this year. Um, but then again, I thought that we would be in better shape than we are right now. Uh, well, the, the thing with Pittsburgh is they cannot stop the run. They can get after the quarterback. They cannot stop the running game. Uh, so... Yeah, I, I think I'll. I, I think I'm gonna stick with my prediction from earlier and say that this is gonna be the win. Um, I I just don't know. I the Steelers are are kind of like one of those teams that you can throw the dice and you don't know what the answer is gonna be. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, let's move on to the 49ers and the Bears. Oh, God, who cares again? Once again, a sleeper game. I'll take the Bears. I'll take San Francisco. I don't know why. Uh, Panthers versus the Falcons. <laughs> Would we like to sleep a little how bit many, more? How many naps am I going to take on Sunday? <sighs> this is the worst schedule I've ever heard. Uh, it's just this week. We had some really good games this week. Uh, yeah, who had their bye this week? Oh, the Bills. That's what I thought. There was, a, there was quite a few teams had a bye this week. Yeah, there. Um, we had Buffalo, Cowboys, Jaguars, Chargers, Vikings, and the Steelers all had their bye this week. Uh the only reason that I was asking that was because the uh, the next game on the list is. Wait a minute! I thought I thought the only time the Steelers had a bye week was on spring break. <laughs> it's Big Ben's last year. Oh, okay. They're, they're gonna stop that tradition. All um, right. So, so the next game is. The Dolphins versus the Bills, which this is going to be a snoozer, but the Bills are going to, uh, well, the Bills are going to walk all over Miami. All right. Now, here, here's, I agree with you, but here, here's what I'm hearing. I've been hearing this all day that Deshaun Watson's going to get traded to the Dolphins. What? <laughs> yep. The trading deadline is what? Wednesday? Yes. 
it's and I guess Carolina wants to be in on that now since they they only took seven games to realize that Sam Darnold sucks. It took the Jets three years. Ooh, San Francisco just just scored. So yeah, I saw that. Um, um wow. And 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 again, we got to remember he is not on the exempt list to play. I I was doing a show in Houston this weekend as Bob knows, but the listeners didn't. Um, And I kept listening to ESPN Houston. Oh God, that's going to be painful. Uh, (laughs) Well, I I was wondering, I was really wondering why they kept bringing up Deshaun Watson all of a sudden. And then it kicked in that, that we're coming up on the trade deadline. Uh, you are correct. He is not ineligible. The any team that picks him up is going to be sitting back thinking the same thing that that I'm thinking right now, which is the myth that Deshaun Watson is out of Houston. Life is going to be better for him. Uh, with that whoa. said, whoa, whoa, what? <clears throat> <clears throat> but but here's the thing. Okay, yeah, if the, if he if he gets traded, okay, I I think I don't think Houston believes this, but originally, after the season last year ended, and he said he wanted out of Houston, was before mm-hmm. any of this stuff came out. So, the asking price was like three first round picks, a second round pick, a starter. I don't think that's, I think Houston still thinks that's the case, but it, I don't think it is. Um, right now. I mean, if you're Miami, would you give up a first round pick? Yeah, because you're taking the chance. He's not been charged with anything. That's not to say he won't be. But Houston and Adam Schefter, uh, okay, I'm not going to say Adam Schefter quoted this. I will not do that. Basically said, not only him, three or four other people I, I watched today that I, I, that I usually what they say is very accurate, said that it's not if Houston's going to trade him by the deadline, but it's when. So I got to believe that something's going to get done with him. Not that that changes what we're talking about in this game with Miami, but it could change Miami moving forward. And I heard that Houston doesn't even want Tua. Okay. my My whole take on this. Hmm. I don't want to say something that 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 somebody may find offensive, but no, reason- dude, it's it's twenty twenty one. You can sneeze and it's offensive. Um, it is not illegal to do what they're saying he did, as long yeah. it as long as it was agreed upon. It is not illegal to. Ask a woman 
to do something. It is illegal to force a woman to do something. It's not illegal to be a creep in America, people. If no, it we was, got like, we if got it like was three quarters, if it was three quarters of the people in this country would be in jail right now. Well, all you got to all you got to do is look at the hundred fifty thousand people on Capitol Hill. <laughs> so yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm just saying, yeah, Buffalo's going to wipe the floor with Miami. We know this. I mean, I, I mean, but if Deshaun Watson ends up in Miami and he can play. That division totally changes. Yeah, it, it, I, the the Dolphins will become a contender with Deshaun Watson. Absolutely, anybody's going to become a contender outside of maybe the Jets. All right, Patriots versus Chargers. This now that's a good game. This is going to be a great game, guys. I'm taking the Chargers after after what happened to them last week, and then they had their bye. I think uh, Justin Herb Justin Herbert's going to be big. I I think you're right. I think Mac Jones is going to spend a lot of time laying on his back. Uh, Jaguars versus the Seahawks. Another snoozer here. Dang. But I give think the Jack- Jaguars. Give me Jacksonville. Yeah. I think Seattle is 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 down spiraling without Russell Wilson, and I think we're gonna and I think we're gonna really see it tomorrow against the Saints. I'm gonna say the same thing that I said about Kansas City. When you are paying that much money for a quarterback, you can't afford weapons. This is why Seattle is Seattle needs to revamp their entire team. Yeah, I think they're getting there. They're an older team for sure. Um, but again, this is where you go back. And I don't want to go back and, and rehash the Browns game, but this is why you pay a backup quarterback $7 million. Okay. Because I, you know he's good. Geno Smith, dude. Really? I I do not disagree with you at all. But uh, you can't sustain a great team when you are paying $30 million to a quarterback. You can if you're smart. How? How? Okay, you have to be able to do it like the the way New England did it. They never paid high profile free agents. They they got guys that nobody wanted and coached them up. You can do those kind of things. For the most part you're right. Yes. And 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 again, Kansas City is a team right now that is seeing that. This is this is a different era in football. Bill Belichick was very much able to carry that team through with that mentality up until the last five years. Okay, yeah, you're right. But let me ask you a question. Before those last five years, 
don't you think that some of those guys that were mid to getting close to being at the end of their career that were getting these huge kind of, do you remember when the Browns just would randomly sign some defensive lineman and give him like $13 million and we knew he was, you know, totally washed up, but you know, we had to spend money. So we had to spend it somewhere. See, New England was that team that didn't have to do that because guys going towards the end of the career is like, man, okay, I'll take half the money because I'm going to get a couple of Super Bowls. Mm. It ain't like that anymore. And again, I'm going to bring it's Kansas not. City back up. I'm going to bring Kansas City back up. And we, we talked about this last year after the Super Bowl. It was it, It's clear as day they don't have the money to spend on their offensive line which they did with Orlando Brown, which is looking like a horrible signing. Or actually, I think they traded for him. And number two, they don't have enough money to pay for a defensive line. If you have a bad offensive line and a bad defensive line, I don't care if you got God under center. You're not going to win. Okay. so And the Browns will be there in about four years. On on Tuesday, my There's a f- fellow listeners, there will be a Cleveland sports fan show that comes out, and we will be discussing this exact thing. We'll be discussing it with the full crew. It is unrealistic anymore in football. I'm going to have to I, go refill my, my blood pressure medicine. Tomorrow. Well, it is unrealistic in football the way that things are being run right now. And this this doesn't come down on the players. This comes down to owners, bad owners, owners like Jerry Jones. Owners like Daniel Snyder. Owners like Daniel Snyder. You are you have a salary cap in place, and yet you're going to give a contract to a player where they're getting paid a quarter of the salary cap that you have. That's unrealistic. This all freaking started with Jared Goff. I keep going back to Jared Goff. I think Carson Wentz was before Jared Goff. I don't. I think Wentz's. I think Wentz's contract was the year before. Because remember, they went to the Super Bowl with Foles. Goff didn't go till the next year. Well, I can. But either in any, either in any way, you're right. These teams that rip these contracts up after two, three years, they're just, they're not smart. Dude, you can look your player, your quarterback in the eye and go, dude, we got you for two more years. Okay. We can sign better players to win now. And then you'll get your money. 
Well, how, I mean, unless the person is totally selfish and doesn't care about the team, it is what it is. They're not hurting for money. Okay. So 2019 was Jared Goff's signing year. Averaging $30 million a year. 2019 was Carson Wentz signing year. Okay, so it was same year. Averaging $32 million a year. Mm-hmm. Which the Eagles will still be paying him a lot of that for the next about 10 years. I can actually tell you. One, two, three, four. The Eagles will still be paying for Carson Wentz for the next four years. Unbelievable. You know, as much as we complain about the Browns and say, and, and we nitpick because that's what we're supposed to do. They're in so much better of a situation than so many teams. They have been ever since John Dorsey. And, right. You know, I, I'm not taking any thunder away from anyone. I'm not taking it away from Sashi Brown or anyone. Um, you and I went... 20 some years with crap football with people like no, Mike Holmgren, who I sat back and went, would you please just get on the field and coach and quit being the general manager? Well, that's what everybody thought was going to happen. Um, yeah. Anyways, Washington versus the Broncos. Oh my God. This is going to be the worst football Sunday ever. Hopefully the World Series game's on sometime on Sunday. Um, who'd you say it was again? Washington versus the Broncos. They're, they're going to tie. Buccaneers versus the Saints. All right. I, can, I like this one. I think this one will be a fun game to watch. The next one is going to be the one that I'm really interested in, but go give on. me give me Tampa Bay, but a close game. Tampa Bay, I would agree. Tampa Bay, and I will make it a close game. After that, the Cowboys versus the Vikings. Oh wow! Now see, hold on, I'm about to lose my. Your ears. Um, give me Minnesota on this. You and is it both. in Minnesota? Yes. Give me Minnesota on this. Like 31-27. I think it's going to be a very high-scoring game. Uh, I'm actually going up to 42 to 38. I'm pretty sure Jimmy G just threw a pick six. It actually really wasn't his fault. But that's going to be your ball game right there. 
Oh, he's out of bounds. Never mind. Oh, maybe he isn't. Anyway. Oh. All right. Anyways. Giants versus the Chiefs. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to say something that I never thought in my entire life I would ever say. I am taking the Giants over the Kansas City Chiefs. This game's on Monday Night Football, isn't it? Yes, it is. I'm taking the Chiefs. The Chiefs are going to. The Chiefs are going to at least try to get 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 healthy mentally. The the Chiefs can try all they want. Did you watch the game this weekend? No, I didn't get to. I I, I couldn't Did. get it. I saw the highlights. Hmm. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Any team playing like that, the Giants can beat. I'm not saying the Giants can't beat them. I just, I, I, no, I'm going Kansas City. Mm-mm. If you were to tell me it was against the Raiders, if you were to tell me it was against the Saints, if you were to tell me it was against, you know, the Rams, then no, I wouldn't pick Kansas City. I'm picking the Giants are still one of the worst five teams in the NFL. Not. Nope. And they have no and they have no answer at quarterback. I totally think that this is the weekend that they break out. No, it wasn't a pick six. He was out of bounds. Kick the butt of the Kansas City Chiefs and make Andy Reid cry. Andy Reid's butt's gonna hurt after this week. Well, it's probably from all the cheesesteaks he eats. He doesn't live in Philly. You can get cheesesteaks in Kansas City. Uh-oh, somebody's hurt. Oh, that was head-to-head contact. Ooh, that was bad, dude. Bad. All right, guys, we're going to take a break here. We'll be right back. So we're halfway through the season, dude. Yeah, almost. Well, next week is halfway, Mark. We've got, what, 16 games this year? 17. 17. Damn it. Oh, this is really gonna. This is really gonna screw with me, dude. They need to fix this crap. It's got to be an even number, anyways. I have a question for you. Yeah. What do you think we're gonna get for Shane Bieber? I don't know if they're gonna trade him. Here, let me let me ask that question in a different in a different context. Hey Bob. Hey Oshimaida. What do you think we're gonna get for Shane Bieber? Bunch of minor leaguers. Hey, hey. Hey Oshimaida. What? What do you think we're gonna get for Jose Ramirez? I don't think they're gonna trade him. No, he's worth something. Cleveland never keeps people that that are worth something. I don't think they're going to trade him. Maybe if Mm. the season goes upside down next year at the deadline, maybe, but I don't think they're going to trade him. Do you think this, we had kind of a conversation about this the other day. You weren't there. 
Um, Major League Baseball is actually contemplating putting a minimum salary requirement for teams. Yeah. Do you think that this may help baseball? Yes. Can you kind of expand upon your answer? Well, it's going to give, it's going to pressure teams like Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Tampa, who's always good, Oakland, who's always good. It's going to force them to spend X amount of dollars to be competitive. Now, that being said, in the long, in the big picture, is it going to make a difference? No, because the big boys are going to spend them whatever they want because there's no ceiling. Yeah. And a salary cap in baseball will never pass because of teams like the Dodgers, the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Braves, the well, Astros, uh, all the big markets, Chicago. Uh, we, are, we are going into a negotiating period in baseball after the season the collective bargaining agreement with the players union is being ratified again this year after the season is over from what i'm hearing the players want a salary cap put in The players do. Well, this could be a big bone of contention in the collector in the CBA. In getting the CBA done. Now, owners have learned from years past you can't shut down a baseball season. Of you all sports, no. You can't run a baseball season with scabs. Look, baseball has a hard enough time fighting for attention from football and basketball. The only reason baseball is successful is because 80% of its season is played when the other two aren't being played. So you're right. They can't afford a work stoppage. This is going to be, I'm telling you, if they go for a salary cap, Mm -hmm. this is going to be a war to end all wars. Okay. Another point that I brought up the other day is that Rob Manfred made a crap load of rules over the past two years to um, A, shorten games, uh, make the games go quicker, um, basically changing the game of baseball. Uh, And we're, of course, doing this to, to attempt to save money, to... Uh, create 
less of of an outpouring of money from teams and i i I started going through in my head how much money does a team actually spend uh you and i did a show about six months ago where i actually talked about some of this um a major league baseball team not only has a major league baseball team to take care of, but they've got a triple A team to take care of. They've got a double A team to take care of. They've got three stadiums to take care of. There's a lot of money being pushed out. I mean, you have two teams for your major league baseball team itself or two two stadiums for your major league. We have one in Goodyear and we have one in Cleveland. How about taking away the double A team from the major league baseball teams letting them become independent but still under major league baseball's name okay so if i'm the indians and i draft people then where do they go to the triple a team okay why do we need a double a and a triple a team well, plus you have three. Every team, I think, has three single A teams. Yeah. Well, honestly, in a way, it just happens to work. Most of the prospects that are that that come through the system that are are getting filtered into the major league teams, most of them are coming from double A teams, and the only reason why is is because of their geographical location to their major league city, like with Cleveland and Akron. That's our double-A team. But when when guys go down for rehab or we bring somebody up that's almost ready for the majors, they're always in Akron. So, okay, what's our triple-A team? I, I don't – it was – is it still Buffalo? I, I, I can't remember for the – what's our single-A team? Isn't that the Columbus Clippers? They change so much. Well, we have one um, um, uh, uh, up in uh, the east side, going towards uh, like Lakewood or West or East Lake. Um, I can't remember the name of the team, but Lake County Captains. All right, I have to look this up now. Triple mm, 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 mm. uh, A affiliate is the Columbus Clippers. Double A is the Akron Arrows. Rubber ducks. Uh, 
dude, what the hell are you eating? That is so fucking loud. All right, I'm done. Lynchburg Hillcats. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to go see them. The Lake County Captains. Yes, I've actually seen a game there. So we have one, two, three, four. There are five teams. Five teams. Affiliated with the Cleveland Indians. How much money would we save if we knocked it down to three? Probably a lot. How much more interesting would baseball become if, say, the uh, the Akron Rubber Ducks became an independent team? I don't know if it would matter. I really don't know if it would matter one way or the other. You don't know if it would matter for Cleveland or for the Ducks? for either I mean it well, would make I, it, it would help it would help save money from the Indian standpoint but I mean how 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 hard is it going to be for an independent team double A team whatever you want to call them at that point to be able to survive without the backing of a, of a major league baseball team well I, I don't know how many people go to an Akron rubber ducks game yeah, they're usually seventy-five percent capacity. Like my my brother lives in Columbus, and he goes to the Clippers games, and he says they're packed every day. So, I, okay, if I were the commissioner of Major League Baseball. The first thing that I would do is reduce the amount of teams that a team must maintain. Secondly, spring training would go away. Everyone in their mother's going to sit there and say, no, 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 no. You can't do that because we make money off of that. But while you're making money off of that, you're also spending a lot of money. Well, I think you could maybe shorten spring training. I don't think you could totally take it away because, you know, those are, this is where the guys – you know, they, they, they get their workouts. And if you take away spring training, totally, you're going to see a ton of injuries at the beginning of the season. You could definitely cut it in yeah. half. Okay. Spring training is, is what, a month and a half? With all the games and everything. Yeah, about that. Why can't you reduce that down to a half a month? I'm not, I, I just said you can shorten it. I don't think you could take it away. 
I think you could take away the entire uh, uh, season that they call it because they actually call the, uh, what is it? Um, you got the, you got the desert league. You got, what is I understand all that. I understand all that. And they keep records of it. Okay. But I mean, a lot of, a lot of times during that beginning of the season is 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 when you're trying to figure out the last three or four guys on your roster if you got nothing to go on and they may not be relevant guys but at the same time they could be baseball could save money in a lot of different ways well tell me how I think it, and I know this is going to sound like they'd be losing money by doing this. I think you shorten the regular season down to about 140 games. Because you know why? Towards September in a lot of cities where you never know what the weather's going to be like, and if your team's totally out of it, does anybody show up to your games? No. But you still have all the employees at the stadium. You still got them lights going. You still got all the power running and everything else, and there's nobody at the game. You're not getting any revenue. You're not getting any merchandise sailing because no one shows up. Because by that time of the season, people don't care. Okay. Unless you're a contending team, which is totally – that's a different thing. But let's be honest. By September 1st, we pretty much know that three-fourths of the league is out of it. Mm. And you got your weirdos, like with the Cubs, that they're always going to show up, no matter how bad they are. They've done it for 100 years. But for a city like Cleveland, a city like Pittsburgh, a city like Cincinnati, a city like Oakland, a city like Seattle, you know, even Texas, even even the Rangers, no one shows up to their games at the end of the season. Hundred and forty games—that's all you need. Mm-hmm. Start the playoffs at the beginning of September instead of the beginning of October, when you've played the entire season during summer. Outside of maybe the first couple of weeks, April, you never know, depending on where you're playing. Okay, I get it. But all of a sudden, now you're playing in October. And I know this isn't going to matter in the World Series because Atlanta and Houston, it's not going to, the cold's not going to be an issue. But you've been playing in 70, 80, almost 90 degrees all season. And all of a sudden, now you got to play it in October. And if you got to go to Cleveland, or if you have to go to Detroit, or if you have to go to Boston or New York, it could be 35 degrees. It just doesn't make any sense. All righty. Carson Wentz, 17 for 26, two touchdowns. 
I will not look at a stat in that game because of how bad the weather was. Jimmy Garoppolo, 16 for 27. One touchdown. But two interceptions. Yeah, both of them slipped out of his hands. Bang! 30 to 18. Carson Wentz pulls off another win, gets himself three out of four. San Francisco is two out of four. Do you think San Francisco is going to make it through the season with the winning yeah, record? No, I don't. And it's because of the division they're in. Right now, I don't know if they've played the Rams or the Cardinals. I think they played the Rams. No, they're not. They're not. And I'm not going to put this on Garoppolo because of the weather. He just came back. But if they have another bad game, then they're going to go to Trey Lance. And he's a rookie. And he, he'll struggle. So, no, I do not. And I will say, I think Kyle Shanahan's going to start, his seat's going to start getting a little hot. Mm. Yeah, I think. Uh... Because he promised this, this offense that he was supposed to bring. The Didn't... Browns run his offense better than he does. Didn't we look at him as a head coach at one point in time? We had him as our offensive coordinator under, God, I don't even know. He didn't get along with the head coach, and then he, I think he ended up in Washington, mm-hmm. and then he, went, then he went to San Francisco. I do have a couple of football questions for you. Because, hold on, remember when he went to San Francisco, everybody thought he was going to take Kirk Cousins with him. Right. But and he then didn't. he ended up signing in Minnesota. Correct. So they traded, then they traded for Garoppolo, which wasn't a bad trade. The guy just can't stay on the field. Simple as that. All right, so I am... Looking right now at the standings in the NFL. Uh, and there's a couple of things that sit sit back and kind of make me go, what? Uh, the AFC North. A team that I did not think was going to be good this year is tied for first right now. And that's the Baltimore Ravens. Oh, they're not first anymore. Oh, they may have not updated this yet. I mean, they're, they have the same record as Cincinnati, but they lost to them. Technically, Cincinnati's in first place right now. Technically. But- it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a technicality. Yeah, that's not really. I, I yeah, I can't. <clears throat> Anyways, I don't know. Baltimore's weird. They, uh, <laughs> you know, 
And I, I, I watched the majority of that game today, honestly. Sometimes I was just listening to it because I was doing other things. But and, – and this is something I think that we – I don't know if we talked about it. I know I talked to somebody about it. Is – okay, Baltimore lost the first game of the season against the Raiders, correct? Yes. And then they haven't lost since before today. Yeah. In, in, in team in, in Cincinnati did something today. And you go, you have to have good edge rushers to be able to do this. So it's not like just any team can do this. You have to have good ed, edge rushers. Most teams defensively on the edge try to get to, they try to meet at the quarterback at seven steps. Meaning the quarterback's going to take a seven-step drop. So you want to get around the tackles and meet at about seven yards. Now, here's the problem with that. With a guy like Patrick Mahomes, with a guy like Lamar Jackson, and with a guy like uh, uh, um, Josh Allen, is their ability to go right or left at that point instead of having to step up in the pocket. Now, Cincinnati did this today. They weren't meeting at seven yards at Lamar Jackson. They were meeting at nine yards, meaning that they had already collapsed the pocket so he could not bail to the right or left. He had to go straight forward, and there were people waiting for him. Yeah, granted, he got a few runs out there that were 8, 12, whatever yards. And he almost got 100. But, the re- but, but they had no other running game besides that. So Cincinnati played that as, as good as you could play it because that's what you've got to do with guys like that. Justin Herbert's another one. As soon as they get outside the pocket, you're, you're done. Either they're going to take off and run for 30 yards or they're going to hit a wide-open wide receiver. All right, I'm going to play a little game here with you. Uh, And my little game is called Stay or Nay. Stay or Nay. So what I'm going to ask you here, I'm going to tell you the team that is in the lead of its division. And I want you to tell me, are they staying in that lead? Or are they going to fall out of it? You mean next week or by the end of the season? By the end of the season. All right, fair enough. NFC West, Arizona Cardinals in the lead. They have the Los Angeles Rams on their heels. And then the Seattle Seahawks and the San Francisco 49ers. Does Arizona win this division? No. Why is that? Um, simply because their lack of schedule so far and the Rams have played superior talent. And I just, I, I, 
I I want to see Kyler Murray stay healthy. I mean, he got banged up again today. He got banged up two weeks ago. He was banged up at the end of last year. He's a little – he's smaller than Baker Mayfield. He's undefeated right now. I understand that. No. The Rams are going to win that division. Okay. The Cardinals are going to make the playoffs. Okay. You don't start 7-0 and and miss the playoffs. And, well, uh, okay. Man, I, I, I just can't rule the Rams out. I can't make the call that the Arizona Cardinals would win this division. the The Rams are so tough. I, I think I'm going to sit here and agree with you. We're going to go on to the NFC North. You got the Green Bay Packers, six and one. The Minnesota Vikings three and three, the Chicago Bears three and four, and of course we have the Detroit Lions, who will win the division. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The Packers won't. The Packers won't relinquish first place the rest of the season. Okay, so the Packers are going to take that division, right? You yes. you don't think Minnesota has something for them? I think they're going to be too many games behind before they. Minnesota hasn't played. Minnesota is what are they three and three? Three and three. They're probably the. Man, I said the Steelers were the worst three and three team. The Vikings are probably the best three and three team. Dalvin Cook has to stay healthy, and he can't. Again, no one talks about it. The guy can't stay on the field. I don't care if you lead the league in rushing in one year. You can't stay on the field. No, I think the Vikings could possibly sneak in as a wild card. I don't really see Green Bay losing more than three or four games. Dalvin Ward. Um, <laughs> that That is the key to this team. Kirk Cousins is not the best quarterback, people. Uh, I think that Minnesota did a disservice to themselves in in signing Kirk Cousins. Only for the money. It, it's, it's the fact that they're locked into this quarterback now. Yeah. He's not he's not gonna go anywhere unless you actually dump him and then you're still spending all the money that you you said you'd invest in him. Kirk Cousins is not a Super Bowl quarterback. He is not the best quarterback. No, and and, and I'm going to add on to that if I'm allowed and say that, and, and I know the age disparity is totally different because Kirk Cousins is not an old guy. But Minnesota is in the, kind of the same situation that Pittsburgh should have been in a couple of years ago when they – realized, okay, well, our quarterback's not going to be around, and they never did anything about it. Minnesota needs to really start looking next year into drafting a young replacement for Kirk Cousins. I agree. I agree. And they, You don't have to get him in the top 10. 
I, yeah, I thoroughly agree with you. I wish Minnesota would would step up and and blow Green Bay out, but they're not going to. Not well, Randall Cunningham, that... Randall Cunningham ain't coming back anytime soon. There you go. We're going to go. And neither to is and neither is Dante Culpepper. We're going to go to the NFC South. This is the division that really pisses me off that Tampa Bay is there. Because New Orleans, Carolina, and Atlanta, these are those three and three teams. Three and two, three and four teams that that have an opportunity to build but will never get that opportunity because of the fact that Tom Brady is in Tampa Bay. It doesn't matter what they do. You're in the wrong division, guys. Okay. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I, I'm done. Right, it's, so... there, there's no team in that division no, that can compete right. with Tampa Bay. No, you're right. Not right now. No, you're right. They're, they're going to win that division by probably four games, at least. <laughs> New Orleans gonna is, again, I, Jameis Winston's been serviceable this year, but he hasn't really shown that he's the guy that's going to take him forward. Sean Payton knows that. Taysom Hill's not their quarterback. Taysom Hill is you know, gadget guy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they're a team you? that they're a team that needs a quarterback, or they can get a free agent quarterback. And again, there are going to be guys out there. We, you know what? I nobody will convince me of one place that Aaron Rodgers is going to end up next year. Nobody. It's just not going to be in Green Bay. Okay, there, so there's going to be way too many teams with open quarterback positions next year. Well, if you want Aaron Rodgers, there's only about seven teams out there that would say no. Okay, so in that division, okay, so New Orleans is going to have to do something. Hang on, hang on. If you were New Orleans, would you say no to to Aaron Rodgers? No. If you were the Washington Football Club, would you say no to Aaron Rodgers? No, but he'd say no to you. If you were the Philadelphia Eagles. No, but he'd say no to you. If you were the Cleveland Browns. Would you say no to Aaron Rodgers? No. No, I wouldn't. Mm. Do you okay, let's get one thing straight here. I understand Aaron Rodgers is 38. 38? 38, I believe. He just turned 38. Yes. Dude's got an ego. That dude's got an ego like you wouldn't believe, and you know it. Everybody knows it. You can see it straight in his face. And he's watching Tom Brady doing what he's doing. It. How old is Tom Brady? 
almost 50. 44? You don't think Aaron Rodgers is going, I can play another six years at a high level with a good offensive line, a great running backs situation, a, a, a serviceable defense. Yeah, I'll go win you three Super Bowls. Okay, I just looked this up. Aaron Rodgers is 37. 37, even better. And, and Tom Brady's 117. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, Brady went, Tom Brady went to school with my mom. Tom Brady is 44 years old with 21 years you're of gonna experience. Have to stop. You're going to have to stop. How old? He is tw- uh, 44 years old. All right. So we're going to move on to the NFC East. Before you say anything, I let me list off the teams, and that'll be enough for people, I do believe. Uh, Dallas Cowboys, Washington football team, Philadelphia Eagles, and the New York Giants. The Dallas Cowboys are leading fi- with a record of 5-2. and two. Everyone else is 2-5. and five. Do you think the Dallas Cowboys... Oh, God, why am I fucking asking this? Do you think the Dallas Cowboys will make it through the season? And win this division. Yes. And it's not even going to be close. Barring injury. I, I, I swear. Um, Dallas gonna... is going to. Go on. Dallas is going to win the division. Everybody's going to be all about them going to the Super Bowl. They're going to get a home playoff game. And then they're going to go home. once again they are in the nfc where you have a team like the arizona cardinals the green bay packers and the tampa bay buccaneers dallas is not going anywhere they will go for their first for their first game in postseason they'll win that game they'll go into the second game in postseason and guess what they're gonna fly home by themselves and watch the rest of it on tv moving now to the afc south Tennessee's the most boring division in football. Thank you very much. Tennessee Titans 5 and 2. Indianapolis Colts 3 and 4. Jacksonville Jaguars 1 and 5. Houston Texans 1 and 6. Do you think the Indianapolis Colts can move ahead of those Tennessee Titans. No, because I don't think that they're as good on paper as people say they are. I really don't. I don't think I don't think Tennessee has anything to worry about in that division. Uh, 
I think the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, yeah. On that. AFC East, Buffalo Bills, New England, New York Jets, Miami Dolphins. Buffalo Bills are leading four to two. But I I need to I need to reiterate this right now. Uh, because I actually talked to about ten people about the Buffalo Bills so far. And all of them are saying, Oh, you know, they're only four and two. They're only four and two. They've had a tough schedule so far. Yeah, they have. So don't dismiss that as Josh Allen is a bad quarterback. I don't think I've never heard anybody say that. Well, I was talking to some people this past weekend who are, of course, from Houston. Uh, and they were they were kind of slamming the Buffalo Bills, saying, oh, Josh Allen's not all that. He's not all that. And I was like, man, where, where do you come up with this? Well, you know, he, he's, he's lost two games. Wait a minute. Well, Their quarterback is Davis Mills. The, they're... <laughs> Um, Bob. Yeah, we'll have a a second conversation after this is over about how <laughs> I had to listen to how the Astros are the best team in the world. Yeah. So yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I don't see anybody knocking off Tennessee. I have Buffalo. Oh, you mean Buffalo? Division. Yeah, I'm in Buffalo. Um, although New England's better than I thought they were going to be. Mac Jones is, I'll tell you what, of all the rookies, has he not been the most impressive? Gosh. Um, there was and a he's, reason. He was the one that nobody was talking about. There was a reason that Cam Newton was let go. Cam Newton's not a bad quarterback. We rip on Jake all the time about it, and that's that's fine, well, and good. But Cam Newton really isn't that bad of a quarterback. But Mac Jones just makes him look like, 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 for, like he needs to be down in AAA. And uh, here's the difference. They spent a year, a COVID year, mind you, with no training camp, no nothing, virtual everything, trying to kind of recreate a different offense to fit Cam Newton. They don't have to do that with Mac Jones. Mac Jones is more like Tom Brady than Cam Newton would ever be. And it's only, it's not, it's not a knock. It's the style. And I'm not going to bring this up on tomorrow's show because it'll the conversation will never end. And when we were talking about Seattle, now that's a team that should go get Cam Newton until Russell Wilson's healthy. Because he plays, the sa- he plays the same style of offense. I would agree. All right, let's uh, go. New, to- New, New England's not a joke. We have two divisions left, my friend. AFC West, Las Vegas Raiders, Los Angeles Chargers, 
Kansas City Chiefs and the Denver Broncos. And this is actually one of my favorite divisions this year in football. It has been fun to watch. Las Vegas Raiders are leading 5-2 to two right now. Well, they're tied with the Chargers. No, they're ahead of the Chargers. Chargers oh, are the four. Chargers had a, they had a bye week. That's right. They are 4-2 and two right now. Talk to me. Do you think the Vegas Raiders can hold this lead and take the division? No, the Chargers are too good. Um, I think the Raiders will stay. They're a possible playoff team. I, I'm I'm currently counting Kansas City out, but that you know <laughs> that could always change. You know what? That division. I don't think the Raiders will hold it, but if they did, I wouldn't be totally surprised. I'm uh, I'm about to say something that I don't think I ever thought I would say. And uh, that's that the Las Vegas Raiders will make it to the playoffs. Uh, it's a possibility. I, I, I had no faith in Derek Carr. But this man's actually, you know who he reminds me of? Brett Favre. Yeah, because you know what? With with, with every great play comes one really bad mistake. But here's the thing. He's gotten better with age. Yeah, I mean, the Raiders are a sound team, but just... Okay. I need for people to to actually sit back and, and look at this in perspective. Most quarterbacks only last five, six years. Why? Because they're great when they come out and they just decline. It is very rare to get a quarterback who gets behind the ball and becomes better every year. Josh Allen becomes better every year. Baker Mayfield becomes better every year. Derek Carr, none of us saw this, but the guy's getting better. Even with all the freaking turmoil that that team is going through right now with the John Gruden shit. I wouldn't be surprised if the Raiders ended up with that division or even make a playoffs at all. I am not going to say that the Raiders are going to take this division. This division is the only division that I sit back and say there is a good fight to come between <clears throat> the Raiders and the Chargers. Kansas City Chiefs are out of this. I don't think they have it. I, I think they let their team get way too thin and yeah, will they, not they, be they, able to come back. They tried to reload with guys that were not as good as the guys that they couldn't pay. 
That's just what it is. Pittsburgh's going through the same damn thing. Well, but they yeah. have an old quarter. That they have an old quarterback. You just brought up the next division, the AFC North, the home of the Cleveland Browns. Led right now by the Cincinnati Bengals. <clears throat> Baltimore Ravens are tied with them. Cleveland Browns are at four and three, and the Pittsburgh Steelers are three and three. We'll see what happens tomorrow night. Actually, who plays tomorrow night? Uh, New Orleans and Seattle. Pittsburgh's Pittsburgh on a, its bye this week, right? Yeah, they had a, they're on a bye week. So Pittsburgh's not going to advance any further right now. What say you? Does Cincinnati take the division? No, 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 no. They're better than I thought they were going to be. And, and let me say this. I'm not calling Joe Burrow the next Joe Montana like some people are. But he's a damn good quarterback. And he's their franchise quarterback for years. Is he better than As Baker? long as his upside is, for sure. Um. Whether he can stay on the field, that's where it gets dicey for me. Because I know Cincinnati did a lot of stuff in the offseason to upgrade their defense, try to upgrade their offensive line. Things have worked out pretty well. Again, let's look at who they have played. Well, you were really kind of pissed yeah. off at Cincinnati when they picked a wide receiver. Uh, right, because they needed an offensive lineman. But my God, is that guy a man. Jamar Chase is, I got him on my fantasy team. I'm like, my Lord, he had 200 yards receiving today. I mean, we went through three months of you bitching about the fact that they took Jamar Chase. Okay, but when you get a, okay, okay, but my point was, and it still is, when you draft a franchise quarterback, number one overall, what yes. is the first thing that you do for that quarterback? You protect them. You get him a left tackle. You protect him. And they didn't do that last year. They didn't have to, apparently. Well, he got hurt. Okay. Where are we so, now? Okay, I, I understand. He's got, he's got the best wide receiver in NFL. Right now. Uh, no, I don't see Cincinnati could will contend for the playoffs. I don't think they'll, I don't think they'll make it. I, I think there's going to be too many ups and downs with a very young team. They get in Cincinnati wins games that they get up big, and then the other team just can't keep up with them. I, I haven't seen I haven't, Cincinnati hasn't proved to me that they can be down late and come back and win a game. I think Baltimore is going to take that division. What? Yeah, I do. 
What? I, I, with, with the unclarity of Baker Mayfield's shoulder, and I don't know what's going on with it, when he's going to come back, if he's going to come back, if he's going to be healthy enough. Obviously, the last three weeks, it was obvious his accuracy, which is his bread and butter, is his accuracy, was not there. And if it's not there, they cannot win that division. And they can't win it with Case Keenum. So, if, you know, we find out in two weeks, all right, the bone's healed, the swelling's down, nothing else can happen to it till the end of the season, he's good to go then I might change my mind. In the meantime, no. I am going to disagree with you, which I know you thoroughly did not expect. Oh, of course I expect it. But the Cincinnati Bengals have an LSU quarterback. That quarterback is going to lead that team to win this division. I do not believe that the Cleveland Browns will win this division with the amount of injuries that they have right now. So basically you agreed with me, but you disagreed who was going to win the division. Correct. What the hell does LSU got to do with it? Um, do you remember because, Jamarcus Russell? Because LSU, yeah, yeah, you do remember him. On that note, everyone, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't think of any other quarterback that's come out of LSU. I, come on, I know they throw safeties, wide receivers, cornerbacks, and those guys out there, but. What quarterbacks ever come out of LSU other okay. than Joe Burrow? And he's from Ohio State. I I live in Texas, so the majority of the college games, I mean, I get to see a whole bunch of college games. Um, but I do watch LSU. So it's I I love LSU. I have three teams that I follow in college. It's LSU, Notre Dame, and Ohio State. Ohio State might be the best team in the country right now. Mm, they've lost too many games this year. They're not they going to make it. one game. No, da, 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 no da, they lost da. to Oregon. They're ranked fifth in the country right now. Alabama has one loss. Yes. The only two undefeated teams are Georgia and Cincinnati. Or as they like to say down there, Cincinnati. Cincinnati. I love my LSU quarterback because his uniform is purple and yellow. Well, there you go. And on that note, I have had way too many. Let's see. What am I drinking here? There you go. Oh, yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. That's uh, oh, I don't know if I can get to it. Oh, it won't show it. Pick that up at your local Houston Haji Mart. 
9% ABV. Dude. It's been a hell of an evening. Uh, yeah. On that note, everyone, Oshi, Mighty, and the fan are going to go away in drunken bliss and have a good time. All right. Hey. Like. Bob. Go Browns. Go Browns. Bye-bye, everyone.